Welcome to Building Body, Mind, Soul. Find us online at ironmartialartsonline.com. It's a complete package for fitness, health, martial arts, parenting, psychology, meditation, spirituality, and more. We really are building body, mind, and soul. Hey guys, Ryan here from Building Body, Mind, Soul. And today for today's podcast, we are going to focus on hypercapnic hypoxic training. Uh, This is something you can do where uh, hypercapnic meaning you're actually breath holding, breath holding training while you get temporarily, minorly hypoxic is something that's been used by athletes for a long time coming. It's gotten some um, uh, peer reviewed uh, literature and data in the last couple of decades, kind of a little bit of a resurfacing of an old training regimen. So it is important how you do it. And as always, quick medical disclaimer, you should not take on any new exercise uh, practice or exercise um, you know, uh, change without talking to your licensed healthcare provider first. Um, you have a little bit of construction in the background today near the dojo, so bear with us uh, for any uh, extra sounds. We apologize for that. So we'll go ahead and we will start with the idea of, so first of all, how are we doing the breath holding? Because there's lots of ways this is done incorrectly. So the way we're doing it correctly is it's just after, so during exercise, when you are running, jogging, doing a regular aerobic exercise, it could be um, biking, running, jogging, definitely would stay away from it for swimming for obvious reasons. You don't want to hold your breath and pass out in a pool or something. But um, if it's something safe, like on an exercise bike, a treadmill at a, you know, at a steady pace, uh, if you're going running, that you would go ahead and hypoxic training is being able to hold your breath for just, you know, five to 10 seconds during your continuing of exercise at a moderate pace. So you're not trying to sprint, but you're not dogging it either. And it's the idea of after, you know, you ha- your breath has a rhythm when you run, right? So think of the rhythm of your breath when you run or when you bike, or bicycle, whatever. After a normal inhalation, all right, so not a deep breath in, not, you're not preparing, right? It's just a normal like in and out the way your normal rhythmic breathing goes after a normal inhalation, you would stop and you would go ahead and and try to hold for five to 10 seconds while you continue running or swimming or jogging or on the exercise bike or whatever. So a little bit of background behind this, the, the, the science behind this is that we're talking about something called your VO2 max. What is VO2 max for folks not familiar? It's the maximum rate of your oxygen into your body. So this is, um, you know, a measurement of how much oxygen goes into your body during exercise. And a reminder that when you inhale oxygen, as it goes through the lungs, it's turning into actual ATP. So, right, we, we remember all our high school bio, right? So what is ATP? That is the stuff that fuels cells and helps um, release the carbon dioxide. So, Can you measure VO2 uh, officially? Well, sure. Uh, Professional sports trainers, cardiologists, um, they'll go ahead and have their athletes do what's called like the 1.5 mile walk run test and uh, treadmill test. And you can actually have, you know, real equipment and measure the VO2 max. But um, a, a simple way to do it is to go ahead and 
to just think about, you know, when you're actually doing your, your running or your swimming or your biking, there's a much easier way we're going to show you to see if you're getting something out of it without having to actually go into a uh, cardiologist's office or, you know, professional uh, trainer's office and go through all the bells and whistles with the fancy equipment. You can do that if you're a professional athlete, but a much easier way I've taught, and this is a rough estimate only. So this is not a perfect estimate. This is a rough uh, measurement and is to get on a track and to just pick a starting point, right? Whatever starting line. And you're going to actually sprint for five minutes as fast as you can. Yeah, this is after considering you're medically healthy enough and cleared to do this. So sprinting five minutes is like near impossible for most people. It ends up being a hard run and you're panting and you kind of speed up and slow down, but you're going as hard as you can for five minutes and you mark the actual distance you get. If you don't have a track, you're welcome to just go on the side of a road, pick a tree or a starting point. You're going to run down that road, down that street as fast as you can for five minutes. And then you're going to you know, stop at five minutes and just mark that point of distance. So just mark it, find the nearest landmark, mark where you got in that five minute mark. Do this hypercapnic hypoxic training we're presenting today and see if in two to three months over time, every couple of weeks, repeat your five minute sprint test and see where you get to from your starting line. Ideally, the VO2 max increasing sufficiently you should, after I'd say at least uh, by two months, you should notice a solid difference in, in you know, running further with this five minute all out sprint. You should have a, a good distance further. If you're only going like 10 or 20 feet further, that's not a great indication, right? That is a super rough uh, roundabout way to estimate VO2 max it's for your progress in uh, hypercapnic hypoxic training. So, Again, when you're in the middle of running, holding it five to 10 seconds after that normal um, inhalation, and then you go ahead. And then when you recover, you can take some deep breaths, some deep recovery breaths, but you're not stopping exercising, right? You're continuing the run, continuing the jog, continuing the, the biking. I personally don't have my students do this more than two to three times during a 20 minute workout. And I also remind people that if you're, you know, the harder you're going, the, the less I would be inclined to do this. This is for at a moderate pace. This is not for like your, your, your typical sprinting pace. If you're going super hard for 20 minutes, I would ease off and I would go a little bit slower and go to a moderate pace if you're going to do the breath holding um, practice. Um, if you want to reference, there's plenty of journal articles out there. One quick one that pops up uh, is a 2003 article in the Journal of Applied Physiology titled The Spleen Volume and Blood Flow in Response to Repeated Breath Hold Apneas. And that will detail um, the VO2 max. I think they used swimmers in that uh, study. It was a, something uh, like a 10% uh, increase. Um, but essentially using oxygen more efficiently it, it will help you, you know, um, train better and, you know, it helps overall uh, life expectancy for VO2 max. There have been studies on that. So it is an important thing to do. Um, and it's just a great training regimen. Use it wisely. And uh, of course, um, use it carefully. And that's it for today. See you next time. Building body, mind, soul. Find us online at ironmartialartsonline.com. It's a complete package for fitness, health, martial arts, parenting, psychology, meditation, spirituality, and more. We really are 
building body, mind, and soul. 